It's time to get strong, fit, and resilient. Welcome to the Fear Being Average podcast with your host, Brandon Rinka, where Brandon shares insights, practices, and education on leveling up how you look, feel, and perform. Say goodbye to complacency and get ready to kick the door into a new standard of living. Okay, so I want to talk about starting small in your health journey and just how powerful and proactive this approach is. I know a lot of people, when they think about getting in shape, it usually comes at a very motivated time, right? If we're talking about the summer is on the horizon, so we want to go to the beach, we have vacations or weddings to get prepared for, or it's the start of a new year, so we have those New Year's resolution individuals, or the start of a new season like September, uh, and things kind of fall into place, there's more structure, there's more um, of a direction for people to kind of follow and sink into, and it's very common for people to want to go from zero to 100, right? They want to go and go all in, they want to maximize their efforts, they want to get the result as fast as possible, they know that in the past, the routine that worked for them when they were going to the gym four days per week worked really, really well, but they've just been in a bit of a rut of going to the gym zero times a week for the last three to four months, maybe even longer than that. And we don't give enough credit or respect to starting off small and doing the small things, like really building the habits. If you look at any you know, book or advice and research and, and the science behind actually building new habits, and rituals into your life, it never suggests to overwhelm yourself. It never suggests that you set yourself up for failure with a schedule that's going to be very difficult to adhere to, right? You want to create a schedule for one that you enjoy for the most part, right? It seems practical, seems very sustainable, um, and it's a schedule that you know, worst case, you can comply to. And a lot of people, they go, what's the point? You know, like, I know that an hour workout four times a week is going to be way better for me than one workout a week. And I agree. I absolutely wholeheartedly agree. If you go to the gym, if you sign up for the BR365 Strength Lab, and I have an individual that goes one time per week, I have an individual that signs up for the unlimited or the three times per week. Yes, the three times per week or the unlimited, if all things are equal with sleep, stress, and eating, the three to four times per week individual is going to get a better result. But maybe that's not your journey. Maybe that individual's been consistent for a very long time, right? And even if they haven't and they jumped into it, you should look at yourself as an individual, right? Not what you did in the past necessarily, but where you are currently. And are you someone who has a pattern of going to the gym for three to four days per week for six months and then falling off because you can't sustain that schedule and two times per week doesn't seem very fulfilling to you, or you don't want to regress, so then you just stop entirely, you have to understand, especially if you haven't, you aren't someone who's actually developed the habit to be consistent in a particular field or space or environment, is to address it in a very small, minute way, okay? Because that's more effective. I would rather see a client come to me that works out one time per week strength training, progressive resistance training with myself for an entire year. I'd rather see that than the person who signs up with me all gung-ho, wants to do three to four days per week of strength training, but they only work with me for three months and then they fall off. That 
is a failure in my eyes. Sure, those three to four months, pretty good, pretty consistent. It's great. We probably saw some decent results. But at the end of the day, they're back to square one four months later. They're back to putting that weight back on, most likely. They're back to their old ways, to their poor habits, uh, making poor lifestyle choices. Compared to the individual that shows up every single week dedicated to put in a good training session with me and continues to at least address and nurture that lifestyle for a calendar year plus. That's a win. On paper, initially, when both those individuals signed up for, let's just say, training with me, you would think the three to four time per week individual is going to be much more successful. They're much more motivated. They're much more dedicated to the process. Yeah, perhaps in that moment, but if I'm dealing with somebody all things equal again, and they both come to me and they both have the same situation, haven't worked out for four years, they're 50 pounds overweight, okay, I don't think three to four days a week of you resistance training is very practical, uh, is a smart idea. I, th- I think we're setting you up for failure. There's going to be an anomaly or a few that are going to jump into three, four days a week and be very consistent for the rest of their life. Is that the majority? No, it's probably the five to 10%. It's probably the five to 10% that has a really athletic, motivated background of some sort and has achieved a high level of success. But if you aren't that person, you never quite received or achieved the health and the fitness that you desire, your approach doesn't work. Stop doing it. Stop rinsing and repeating failed strategies. Instead, start applying more practical, the big word here, the operative word, very sustainable approaches to your health and fitness. Right When I'm trying to get a client to adhere to my system, I have a way of doing things and you know, initially I, I break down and I take a look at just how they're eating. I take a look at their habits without changing anything initially because I want to see what I'm dealing with because every individual is different. And I have to start off really small. I have to say, hey, let's just focus on this one particular habit. I used to be the trainer and coach that would give them a bunch of good stuff, all stuff that would work really, really well if they you know, applied it, but it was overwhelming. It was too much too soon. So if you're someone who's in, in the position of saying to yourself, I always fall off. I never can quite stick to the routine. I feel like I'm losing the same five, 10 pounds over and over. I'm getting in worse shape. I'm getting demoted, demotivated. Uh, I'm losing excitement behind the process because diets don't work and fitness doesn't work for me. No, the diet you've done before and the fitness journey you've been on in the past didn't work for you. It was the wrong fitness journey. It was the wrong diet. It was the wrong approach. You need to approach this environment in a much more specific, much more detailed, relaxed fashion. I want consistency. That's all I want. I want the person who is constantly mindful of this journey, right? That's the big thing because over time, I know I'm going to have somebody who goes from one time per week of strength training, really likes seeing what's what's done for their life. Maybe it's improved their posture. Maybe it's improved you know, how much they're eating, um, weight management, um, how their body's performing, um, you know, just their sleep, their stress, their cravings, their mood, all that stuff, right? And they enjoy the productivity and the engagement of the process. And they might come to me at that point and they might be the, they might finally be ready for two times per week and say, you know what? I really want to add another session because it's improving my quality of life. Not because I want to get a faster result necessarily, but because it is making my life better. Now I have someone who is committed to the process 
and is truly on a health journey because they see things from a new light. They see things from a quality of life standpoint compared to an external result that is typically very short-lived. Getting 10 pounds off is pretty easy to do. I can throw you on a ketogenic diet over the next month and we're gonna lose 10 pounds, right? Calorie deficit, eliminate some processed foods, get rid of the carbohydrates, you don't hold as much water, perfect, we lose 10 pounds. Now what, is the journey done? No, so what we need to focus on are small little wins and we need to focus and reframe how we look at health and fitness, right? And that is, is achieved with small wins. Small wins add up and I still sometimes overdo it because I think these small little habits or ideas I have for somebody which I feel are regressed, I still haven't met them where they need to be, right? And I keep learning from it and go, wow, okay, I need to dial back even more for that individual because they can't stay consistent with this already regressed schedule. Again, is it their fault? Yes, absolutely. But as a coach, it's still my fault to say, you know what? They didn't prove to me that they deserve or that they have earned the right for two times per week of strength training and consistent nurturing of a detailed, more structured meal plan, right? They haven't proved that they can eat healthy on their own. They haven't proved they can make healthy lifestyle choices. They haven't proved that they can go to the gym one time per week, let alone two times per week over the course of two to three weeks. So they don't get the program that would get them the faster results because they haven't adopted the easy to do habits, right? So when we talk about starting small, I'm just going to give you a couple examples. This is not going to be a long-winded podcast. This is just to really highlight what starting small looks like. For a lot of people, they go, oh, I get it. Start, you know, start slower. Don't overdo it. I get it. No, I'm talking about really small. Like, let's collect wins because I am someone, if you look at my brand, BR365, that's my brand. That's my business. That's my corporation. That's obviously the gym, BR365 Strength Lab. I look at health and fitness as a 365 day per year endeavor, right? That doesn't mean every day is intense. It doesn't mean every day I have to get after it uh, and chase discomfort or put a huge challenge in front of me. It just means I'm addressing, I'm mindfully engaged in the process of improving my strength, my fitness, my resiliency in some form or fashion. Sometimes it's purely physical, sometimes it's purely mental with a side of low intensity physical, like a walk in the trails, for example. Um, so again, it just, every day I'm, I'm nurturing that. So we want to create this environment where the individual, the client, the you who's listening to this is addressing and nurturing health and fitness every single day because I don't trust people to stop doing something for a day or two and to continue on that journey. I've seen it with my own eyes, people that go away for a week or two, and they've been consistent for six months or eight months, and then they stop working out. Whatever happened on that vacation, fuck them up, and they no longer want to pursue health and fitness in this direction. Wildest thing to me, right? Or three days away, and they binge, and they, they lose perspective, they lose that that motivation, or they lose the discipline, or the connection to what they they lose the connection to their why, why they're doing this, why they want to improve their health and fitness, but three days away from it, right? So I'm a big advocate of touching on the subject matter every single day. That's why I suggest people listen to podcasts, you know, read some books, exercise every day in some form or fashion, you know, prepare some meals, have healthy foods, 
around track, do things that are nurturing health and fitness in some regard, mobility, yoga, some, you know, a bike ride, whatever, right? It just builds on this ritualized process of every day I address this part of my life because it improves my life. And it's not it's a non-negotiable, just like brushing your teeth, waking up, taking a shower, having something to eat. These are non-negotiables that every day I address my health and fitness, and that takes a 365-day effort. And this shouldn't be overwhelming when you see the things I'm going to ask people to do, right? And it's how starting small really means starting small. So again, we're talking about health and fitness as a whole, mind, body. couple of examples. Someone that comes to me, they want to get into progressive resistance training. That's a big reason with my gym, my training studio, I opened up with a few different membership options. Do I think every person should be an unlimited member and buy the most expensive yet most valuable membership? Not in the moment, potentially. I think a lot of people would be better fitted for a 10 class pack or two time per week or a session of personal training, right? So when we're talking about starting small, yes, three to four days per week of strength training is gonna be an incredible new routine for an individual. But we're talking talking about starting small, one day per week. Touch your toe in it. Maybe you've never done progressive resistance training. One day per week is plenty to start off. Or you know, work your way to two times per week. Build on that. Maybe for the first two to three years, it's two times per week of really good, solid, intentional training. Will you get great results or really good results? Yeah, pretty good results in two times per week if you're consistent, scheduled workouts for two to three years of course right when it's programmed properly it's executed well it's coached well you're going to get great results over two to three year span and then we can talk about more more days but a lot of people if they just do it right two days of shitty workouts isn't going to do much for you i agree but two days of really good working out good structured programming good phasing which my gym offers would do that for somebody right so start small i know a lot of people they hesitate because they they're not going all in. And what's the point of going one or two times a week? They've always done one to two times a week of shit or three or four days a week of crap. Well, try doing it properly once or twice a week and see how your body reacts. You will be very surprised. So that's starting small. That's an example. One time per week progressive resistance training. If you're someone who's not resistance training at all right now, if you're doing one right now consistently, think about two. Show yourself that you can stick to two. I want to collect wins. If you look at yourself and you create integrity with your behavior and you look at yourself as, hey, I'm someone who's trustworthy, I'm someone who's reliable, I'm someone who's honest with myself, I'm disciplined, that does more for the psyche and the physical body than you would ever believe. Getting those small wins and building up that value in yourself is gonna transfer really well. But if you keep having these losses and being like, man, I'm supposed to go to the gym three times a week. I signed up for that membership. I only go once. I'm so lazy. You know, I'm not disciplined. Uh, I have no, no motivation. You know, I'm not an ambitious person. Like, what am I doing with my life? That's a loss, right? Even though you went to the gym one or two times per week because you signed up and set yourself up for failure because you weren't prepared for three days per week, the psyche goes into, I'm a failure. I'm not good enough. I'm not disciplined enough. I'm wasting money. And then you quit. Right, rather than seeing and meeting yourself where you are today. Reading, for example, you want to read more books. A huge advocate of it. I've talked about this, right? Of educating your mind, nurturing that growth, developing 
more knowledge in specific fields that are going to enhance your life and your well-being. Maybe you want to read a book a month. Okay, good, ambitious goal. If you did that, you'd probably be in the top 10% of the world or 5% of the world that actually gets through 12 books in a year. But maybe you've never been that person. You've only read one book over the last two years. Is reading 12 books this year all that practical? Again, if you're somebody that can dial it in, the anomalies are going to do it. But I'm talking about the person who needs to start off small. Maybe that's one page a day. Every single day, though, one page a day. Because here's what's going to happen. People hear that and they go, what, so it's going to take me like six months to read a book? Here's what's going to happen inevitably. If you're reading a book you're interested in, I'm not saying read a book that you have no interest in, a book that you're actually engaged in, that minimum one page per day, you're going to have days that you want to read five. You're going to have days you're going to want to read 10. But the minimum commitment you made to yourself was one page a day. I do that with writing. I, I've been really consistent in the past, especially now I'm getting a lot better with it again, is I'll say, you know, I'm going to sit in front of my computer and write for 10, 15 minutes today. What happens inevitably, the days that I feel good and there's some good creative juices flowing, I write for 30 minutes, maybe an hour. I write a couple paragraphs. I write three pages, right? Reading, same thing. I sit there. Okay, I'm just going to read two pages. I'm going to read one page. I'm going to read one chapter. And it leads to 20 pages, 10 pages. I get motivated. I get driven. I get excited about it. And then the juices start flowing and I get into it. But saying I'm going to sit in front of a computer for 10 minutes and just look at my computer. Maybe if a thought comes in, I'll start typing some stuff. Or I'm just going to type for 10 minutes today. Whatever crap comes up, maybe it's good, maybe it's bad. The inevitable process is you're going to have some really good days in that in that year where you're gonna produce and do a lot more than you sat down to do, right? So, but that's the beauty of starting off small. Hey, if you can read one page a day, I guarantee that book's not gonna get read in that fashion. You're not gonna read one page a day. You're gonna have find yourself reading two chapters or a chapter in a day. But with the minimum, the minimum commitment of one page per day, you will notice a dramatic habit change. Try it, please try it. Five minutes per day on A1 items. I talk about writing for myself. That's an A1 item. I have a few projects I'm working on um, right now. So let's just say the gym is a project for me. That's an A1 item. And there's urgency. The gym's opening up July 30th. The grand opening, the 1st of August is when we the doors open and classes start. That's an A1 item. So every day, I need to address that A1, right? In some regard, I got a few things I need to do um, with the grand opening, getting set up, um, getting the memberships going, canvassing, whatever. But I address the A1 item for at least five minutes per day. Inevitably, what happens, some days I spend two hours on the A1 item, right? There's going to be days where I'm going to spend a whole day on that A1 item because I got to get equipment set up and all that. But if I at least address it every single day in some regard, promotional uh, material, marketing, um, getting sponsors or partners, workout programming, whatever, I'm addressing it. Writing, another example, that's an A1 item for me. I have probably have three or four A1s that I really want to, to accomplish and achieve over the next little while. So every day I'm going to nurture that A1 with at least five minutes. And again, the inevitable process, some days going to be much longer. And the bad days, it might be five minutes of me writing a sentence or two, right? Or five minutes of me just putting together a post on social, whatever but at least I'm addressing it. But that's starting small, five minutes per day on A1 items. And A1 items, we think about it, are the items that matter to you the most. Those are the needle movers. Those are the things that are gonna improve your quality of life. They're gonna make you the success that you desire to become. They're the things that are gonna make you 
the best version of yourself. It's not those mediocre, medial tasks like I got to go clean the counter today. That's not an A1 task. Technically, you could not clean the counter for weeks and your life really wouldn't change all that much. But we usually throw those C, C um, tasks or B tasks into our life as a way of saying, oh, I accomplished something even though those A tasks go unachieved right, and unaddressed. We don't want to do that. You don't want to filler the Bs and the Cs for the A's, right? Like you want the A's to be the priorities. You want to nurture those A's. And if you have time, then you address the B's and the C's after you've done your A's. But five minutes per day on the A1 items or the A2 items, whatever. Again, A1 just means the most highest priority item. The A2 would be the second highest priority item. But those are still like the main goals that you have in your life. Piece of cheese for breakfast is an example. Breakfast is a big one. I like to get people eating just because I'm trying to get their protein content up. Typically, when I work with a client, I see that they eat you know, under 100 grams of protein. Their calories are pretty low. I'm trying to reverse diet them a bit, get them to consume more protein on a regular basis. They're typically eating at 11 a.m. or 1 p.m. at their start. That's their first meal of the day. I want them now to eat at 8 a.m. Do I say, hey, sit down and have three eggs and some ste- and a steak? No, that's going to be probably overwhelming for that individual. Well, what I want to do is give them a little something, an easy win, something that they can adhere to, really easy, it's not much resistance about, and hey, what do you like to eat? Can we do one hard-boiled egg? Can we do a third of a protein shake? Can we do a piece of cheese of seven grams of protein? Can we do nut butter on a piece of rye toast, for example? Well, that would be like kind of like the least ideal breakfast out of all those things, but that'd be an example of still getting some protein of like seven to 10 grams. That would be an easy way of a small start. Yes, you don't like to have big breakfasts. You don't like to eat in the morning. I get it. Your body adapts. Your circadian rhythm and your internal clock adapts to what you give it, right? That's why your sleep sleep schedule can get on point when you consistently go to bed at 10 p.m. and wake up at 6 a.m. You'll naturally find yourself getting tired at 10 p.m. and wanting to wake up around 6 a.m. because it naturally adapts. The body does that with digestion as well and foods and when you eat and when you sleep and the things that you do, it adapts to the stuff that you constantly give it, okay? So start small. Don't do be the person who says, I'm going to go eat 600 calories for breakfast and I never eat and it's going to be a big struggle and I'm going to resist doing it. I'm going to hate doing it, Brandon. No, meet me at something you can do every single day. Another one, you're eating seven meals out. Every single day of the week, you go out for lunch and you know you want to reduce that. You don't want to go out every single day because it's not helping your health. It's not helping you save money. You want to eat out less. Well, next week, let's start with six meals out. Again, I'm now again, if you happen to do five, fantastic. But as you can see, I'm not saying, okay, you're eating out seven meals um, a week. Next week, we're going none. That's going to be a shock. That's going to be a, an absolute... W- Three one eighty to the individual, right? They're gonna go whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm eating out seven days per week, and now tomorrow, next week, you want me to eat out none, zero meals out? That's gonna be really difficult. That's gonna take a lot of willpower. It's gonna feel very restrictive. So again, start small. Take one meal away, and over a five to six week period, we work our way down to one meal out per week, for example. Right, and if they're if they're really complying and they're like, you know what, it's not a struggle. I don't feel pulled to eat out. Then we can speed up the process a bit. But that would be me starting small with somebody, or you starting small with yourself. And I know it sounds counterintuitive. Yes, zero meals out compared to seven meals out is a better schedule. 
But we have to think about the psychological aspect. We have to think about how habits work and being too restrictive and being too demanding or overwhelming to your current habitual routines in nature is only going to be counterproductive. It's going to be too much too soon. and You're going to fight and push back. It will happen. Okay, some people can quit smoking. I get it. I know you probably have a, an aunt or uncle that said, oh, one day I just dropped smoking and never picked up another cigarette again. I get it. They're out there. People can do it. I'm talking about the everyday individual that keeps bouncing back to those poor lifestyle choices. Maybe you can try to do a little bit less and slowly wean off that habit. Another one, 10-minute intentional walk. I try to get people moving their body every day. Maybe it's not. Maybe I'd love for them to go for 30-minute walks. Maybe I'd love for them to do a couple days a week of resistance training with a couple of aerobic sessions. But when I meet the person, I go, you know what? They haven't done anything for a long while. A 30-minute walk would be pretty easy, pretty low-key, you know, low intensity. You know, I'm not asking them to do too much, but maybe that might be even too much. So how about you give me one 5- to 10-minute intentional walk a day? If they prove to me that this can be adhered to over a month period, then we go, hey, let's up it to 10-minute walks every other day, and every other day we're going to do a 30-minute walk. Or then, And then you slowly start building. And again, this is just an example of how I would do it. It was you slowly start giving them a little bit more. And again, people love small wins. I can't reiterate that enough. People love to collect wins. People love to feel productive. People love to feel feel successful. They love to feel important. They love to feel like, wow, I'm actually doing this thing. I'm listening. I'm I'm becoming a credible, trusting, accountable person. This is amazing. People love those qualities in other people. They want to possess those qualities, right? But for a lot of people, they set themselves up for failure to never actually become that person. They're trying to do too much. And inevitably, they're not accountable with themselves. They're not very trustworthy with themselves. They're not very disciplined with their habits. So they look at themselves as that person. They look at themselves as that untrustworthy, undisciplined, unaccountable individual. Not a good place to be. Collect wins and build on them. So again, starting small in your health journey can be this simple. Mind and body. Anything you I didn't mention, again, obviously I'm not going to cover everything you can possibly do for your health journey, but start small, especially. That's a key word here, especially if you've realized in the past that you have had difficulties staying consistent. And you constantly find yourself not reading the book a month. You constantly find yourself stepping away from the gym for months on end. You constantly find yourself avoiding A items. You constantly find yourself going back to poor habits like intermittent fasting to 1 p.m. every day and having two meals and under-consuming protein or you're eating out every single day. Like We have to really start small, collect the wins, let the good days where you feel really great do its thing that will lead to more time on the a items it will lead to more pages read it will lead to harder better workouts it will lead to healthier decisions made it will lead to longer walks you get the point but start small do yourself a favor collect those wins and i guarantee you're going to stick to this process but as soon as you try to waver from it you try to go too far too soon that's why you really have a lot of issues with group environments persuading people to do things outside their scope. Oh, I heard Jen goes to class six times per week. I'm going to do that. It's like, no, that's Jen's journey. Who knows if that's the right journey for Jen or not, right? 
your journey might still be two times per week because you haven't proved you can do two, two, two times per week right now. Why would you try to go six? And maybe your lifestyle doesn't complement six days a week of working out, right? It's not practical. So you have to meet yourself. You need to play your own game. You need to stay in your own lane and you need to collect more wins frequently. Consistent, consistent, consistent wins. If you do that, you will notice a great deal of improvement. Again, if you try to go outside that scope, and we're always going to have setbacks, don't get me wrong. If you have one day that you don't adhere to the consistent habit of reading that one page per day, not the end of the world. Don't, you're not a failure. You know, don't, don't go back on the process. Don't renege. Just say, okay, that's one day. I start again tomorrow, and I'm going to be good again. I'm going to go back to what I know is good for me. And again, going off on this one last thing, schedule these out. When are you going to read your one page? What day of the week are you going to go to the gym and do progressive resistance training with a coach? What time of day are you going to work on your A items? What food are you going to eat for your breakfast that contains a little bit of protein? What day of the week are you not going to eat out? Is it... Monday, maybe build the week off with some momentum, right? Rather than falling into the trap of doing it Monday, then having the craving to do it Tuesday. That might be a good idea. What time are you doing your 10 minute walk? Don't say you're going to do your 10 minute walk. Like, let's be specific. Let's use some smart goals. You know, that shit doesn't work. Be specific, schedule it in, make that appointment with yourself. I'm going to go for a 10 minute walk after I eat breakfast. I'm going to go for a 10 minute walk with my dog after dinner. You have a fucking dog. You better be going for a lot more than one 10 minute walk, right? Like, get out there schedule yourself, set yourself up for success. Don't fail to plan. Okay. Plan it out, schedule it out, write it out, get a notebook, get a day planner, make it happen. All right. That's it guys. Hope you enjoyed this episode. We'll see you in the next episode of the fear of being average podcast. Uh, like always good announcement to make grand opening for the BR365 strength lab studio. If you are localized somewhere in the Burlington Ancaster, Waterdown, Dundas, Greensville area, Hamilton area, we're doing a grand opening on the 30th, and the gym opens the 1st of August. So again, it's a pretty good episode to kind of give you guys a little bit of uh, just a kind of direction of maybe checking out the gym, getting, getting yourself a membership, getting on the right track to nurture your health and your quality of life and becoming the strong, fit, resilient person I know every single one of you listening to this want to become. All right, guys, have a great day. We'll see you in the next episode of the Fear Being Average podcast.